Welcome to Bevington Banter, the show where we can sound like we're arguing even when we all agree. I'm Cassidy, and together with my brother Cade and dad Randy, each week we discuss a selection of news stories, topics surrounding the culture, and matters of freedom and faith. Thanks for listening. Follow and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Share it, and if you like what you hear, rate it five stars on Apple and Spotify. Well, Cade, I guess you should have waited a little bit to uh, pay off all of Courtney's student loan debt. I don't want to talk about it, but <laughs> yes, I thought about that pretty pretty much right away. So now we're, instead though, we're paying for other people, so yeah, there's yeah. that. So you got yourself together, you know, personal well, responsibility. Kind of, we're know, homeless. And working and, well, no, you have a home. You had someone who offered to, so you can save for another home. Hey, is, hey, dad, is my name on the deed to the house? No. We're homeless. We have, <laughs> we have a very nice parents who are making us slightly less homeless, but we're still homeless. So as well as we're doing, um, our assets are a little low. Yes. I don't but, know. We outright know. own our vehicles because of you selling got, the house. So yes, those are assets. True. Yeah. But you basically have been punished for actually, you know, being yes. an adult honoring contracts and uh, paying off debt. Yes. You know, like it tells you, like it tells you to in the Bible. Yeah. Uh, Actually, in the Bible, there's this thing called the year of Jubilee. So when you don't pay off or you're supposed to like set people free from their, you know, return the land. Anyway. I wouldn't bet that this is going to happen. So, I mean, I, I honestly, all it takes, if one good lawyer would step up and bring a suit, I just don't think there's any way this can be sustained that you can say that biden can do this yeah clavin andrew clavin's on a megan kelly's podcast today thursday august 25th and they were talking about that he, he doesn't have the power of the purse strings he's doing this under the heroes act from back in 9-11 and I, everything is the pandemic now the pandemic the pandemic the pandemic and that's the that's the reason that they're using because they're saying, like, you know, it's really hard and it's really horrible. We're in a national crisis and blah, blah, blah. And that's why we're going to do this. I, I just I don't know that I would. One, that needs to go away. That's we can't live like that as a nor- all the time. And I just don't think that if a good constitutional lawyer brought suit against this, obviously somebody's got to have standing. But I just don't think it would hold up in court that he can do this. Yeah. So who all gets their who all gets their this debt this ten thousand dollars and twenty thousand dollars for some other group? Um, he, the majority of the people are the people with graduate degrees. Yeah, the majority of the people that have the debt have graduate really degrees, the, which have the yeah. which have the most earning potential. Um, I like yeah, I like that people are pointing out for the most this is that this is probably the biggest wealth transfer from the lower and middle class to the wealthy in history. Yeah, people are saying that we should. You know, uh, just start the the conservatives should start calling it just like the wealth transfer act. And uh, Glenn Beck, I was talking about how you know they 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 compare themselves to Robin Hood all the time, taking from the rich and giving to the poor. Well, this is you're you're the sheriff of Nottingham now. You're the <laughs> you know you're the king taking taxes. Um, it's it's the yeah it's the exact opposite of what they. St- claim that they've always been but that pretty much is like that with everything they do the majority of the loan debt is in graduate students who have the highest earning potential and the people that are going to college it's doing these the majority of them 
are, are from upper middle class, middle class and upper middle, you know, upper middle class and upper class. This is not. Was well, it basically? It's your plumber is paying for your lawyer's right. student loan debt. Yes. Yeah. You know, another really fascinating one I saw today. I saw a breakdown by um, because this was dealing with uh, no one under four hundred thousand dollars is going to get audited. You know, with the eighty-seven thousand new IRS agents. Um, they said the way it's worded is that the share of audits basically per um, yeah percentage income of income range in class, will not like, yeah, will not bracket. change. Well, here's the thing: the vast like ninety three percent of audits are under people making under four hundred thousand dollars. In fact, this I was blown away by this. It's not just the majority of the audits taking place in the middle class or below hundred four hundred thousand. The majority of the audits, when they broke it down by income, is happening to people who have earned um, income under $25,000. The majority of the audits are taking place in the poor, those who fall under poverty level. Because it's way easier yes, to, to audit lawyers. them Able and to, to get something them. from them. Totally they can't fight easy. it. Right. They, they have no means to fight it. And to get around the fees, they also... Like probably more likely that they maybe messed up, or on their taxes, um, missed something, and the IRS can take advantage of that. It's so disgusting. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard you're, you're five times you're five times more likely to be audited if you make twenty five thousand or less than anybody else. It's just evil. That that is. Did evil. you? I heard just on Matt Walsh's show, show a clip of Grin Jean Pierre being asked about, you know, like who's paying for this and. She's trying to jump through hoops to not answer. And how are we paying for this? And at one point, she responds something to do with the fact that how it's going to help recoup. Like, well, at some point, we're going to stop. We're going to um, lift the freeze or whatever, and that'll help recoup some of the fees. And Matt Walsh is like, so she's saying that we're going to pay for it. With we're gonna recoup the cost from the portion of the debt that we don't forgive. And I instantly thought of like mom's joke. If something's fifty percent off, I'm buying it with the half I saved. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're doing with the student loan debt or student debt. So, how many do you have student loans left? I no, never you had, don't. I you never, never had any. any. Yeah, I that's never, right. Yeah. What about? I just uh, got the I just got the government to pay for mine up front. Yeah, yeah. What about coal <laughs> though? No, he didn't have any. But unfortunately, you gave them something far more valuable in return. Which was a, a competent a competent of, oh. government employee. <laughs> it's like gold. Yeah. So what there were two different groups. One group is gonna be forgiven up to ten thousand, the other one up to twenty thousand. I didn't really It depends on your debt or your earning, I think. Oh, your income level? As to how much they're maybe, gonna Yeah, or your debt, the percentage of debt, like maybe. One I didn't understand and I've never <clears throat> been clear on this he biden the words pell grant came out of his mouth and i don't know that really Those much about loans. this at all but a, a grant is not it's not a loan. Is not something you pay back but no. i think the idea there being if you were eligible for a pell grant then you were in dire need and so your debt then the additional money you would have had to take out in loans you also have no means to pay back so if you got a Pell Grant, that means you probably almost certainly additionally can't also pay got back. a loan. Yeah, and you can't have no means to pay it back or you were poor to start out with. So even though you got a degree now, so theoretically you're supposed to be able to pay that back. Now, also, this isn't to say like, yeah, 
the higher education system uh, is totally screwed up because it is way overpriced and people are third party payers but that's not same problem with medical yes it's inflated this is the only thing this is going to do is inflate it more yeah did you it this goes a great illustration of this that just recently happened was when the government announced their seventy five hundred dollar uh, subsidy for people buying electric vehicles. So Ford announced an $8,500 increase in their electric vehicle. Yeah, I'm not saying, like, I have sympathy. No one should have to go, you know, th- hundreds, tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands, even dollars in debt in order to go to college and get a degree. However, uh, if you do, like, that's the, the solution isn't to forgive it all. The solution is for them to pull back assistance and the cost will go down <laughs> right. to actual right that what dad said though is the perfect example of, yeah, party, of third yeah. party payers driving up uh costs it went up the exact amount well actually went up of, more they raised it a little bit more i mean think about it if you're if you're university, guaranteed money if you're university yeah. a and the government's going to pump all this third party money out there you're gonna you raise your prices to go get it University B has to also raise their prices. Yeah, or else, or else they're else missing they're out. Not, on the they're money. not bringing in the dough, and they're going to not be able to compete against University A. So everybody's prices go up, and everybody's money's guaranteed because student loans and, are. And there are no criteria. Can we transition from that into this? And everybody gets dumber. Now we talked about this a couple weeks ago. I just now started hearing commentators get on board with it, but they're playing that clip that you played for me like three or four weeks ago of the UCLA students being interviewed. What body, what ocean is on the east coast of the United States? They don't know. You know, what's, what's the, the, capital what's the capital of the United, United States? States? There's a capital? Uh, there's a capital? Uh, California? <laughs> yeah, I heard someone say I don't know. USA. Probably California. America. How many stars are on the United States flag? 103. 103? Yeah. Um, 32. Uh, what ocean is on the east side of the United States? What ocean? Can I Google it? <laughs> you guys know this. I know this. I don't know this. What country is the Queen of England from? I'm not a policy guy. I ain't gonna lie. I don't know. I really don't know. Just take a guess. Like, what country is the Queen of England from? Europe? I don't know. I don't know. I just took a guess. What's the capital of the United States? Um, the, um, there's a capital? What? Lexi? Take a guess. Um, um, I don't know. Uh, probably California. Yeah, that's right. It is? No. The United States, do we know? Stop! I knew he was gonna embarrass us. I know, Dwayne. I don't even want to think because I don't want to sound dumb. Well, just uh, there's no capital of the yeah, United States. Yeah, literally. Isn't it, just, is there no capital? Correct. Is that right? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> you guys are UCLA students. We literally students? go to UCLA. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> Who was the first president of the United States? Abraham Lincoln. Can you name the uh, three Kardashian sisters? Uh, Kim, Courtney, and Chloe. What are the three Kardashian sisters' names? Courtney, Kim, and Chloe. Chloe, Kim, Courtney, and Courtney. Yeah. Bonus points for the brother? Um, Robert. Is it possible? So there, there's, there's what all these hundred thousands of dollars in debt are, is 
paying you. They actually did a study a couple years ago on civics and current events, and the incoming freshmen at Ivy League schools knew civics better than the graduating seniors from those Ivy League schools. So, so they actually they, get they made dumber. You dumber. They yeah. actually get what well, one of my favorite when they do the man on the street questions is I saw a guy who actually caught somebody who just came from a college graduation cap and gown everything <laughs> asked him how many states are in the United States and he said like uh, like 20 uh, just something that was absurd like Obama. I don't know was it Obama 57 and just perfect he was where he was like holding a diploma like a college diploma in his hands doesn't know how many Did states are in the USA <laughs> and I understand that those man on the street videos are edited, so you could say, "Oh, they cherry picked the worst ones." That However, single person should not exist. one person. Yes, at UCLA there shouldn't be any. Be they shouldn't be that those. easy to find. Yes. None. There should be none. Here's you no. should not be able to find those people. But here's my thing: on college campuses, who don't know the capital of the United States. I started telling mom this several months, several years ago. I said, "They're not kids." I said, "Your kids are not going to." memorize stuff they're not going to know stuff because they don't have to because all every answer is in their pocket all they got to do is google it if they really want to know something all they have to do is google it why memorize it or why learn it now i'm not saying you shouldn't but that's going to be there's no going to be no sense or urgency to do that likewise i i also wonder um is it possible that it's not just that they're you know not knowing these things or maybe being taught, taught these things is it possible that they're being so overwhelmed with all of the other crisis that they're being made to feel in our culture that they're just they're just overwhelmed by it? Who's going to worry about remembering how many stars are on a flag when they're telling me that the world is going to end with, you know, um, climate change and we have evil people leading our nation and there's all this wokeness and, and everybody's a racist and it's just all horror and tragedy is it possible that these young people are just simply being overwhelmed with this stuff that they're I not don't think learning? so. I don't think so, because at the same time, they could name all the Kardashians to you. Yeah, I did hear that. So I, <laughs> I don't so I don't think that that's the case. It's not like the real life uh, joke about, you know, you got information coming in this year. So it's pushing the old stuff out the other. But here's the thing. you uh, Most people, they do learn what they think is important and our culture is telling them that the names of the Kardashians are important. Oh. So like for me, if I, if I, and the, they're being told what they should be interested in, they're being told what's important and valuable. And our culture is telling them that these things are important and valuable. So that's what they pay attention to. I mean, it's like for me, if, if I'm interested in something, I can, I can go, I don't need to take notes and study and all that. You tell me I got it. If I'm not interested, I can study all I want, and I'm going to have a hard time retaining it because it doesn't interest me. I don't see the value in it. They're being told that the Kardashians are important and it's invaluable that you know all about them. It's just a theory. I mean, I can't prove it, but it's a theory. I think there might be – it's probably a combination of a lot of things, but I, I do think that they're just being bombarded. They're, they're overwhelmed with all of this other societal horror show that's going on. I also think that they're just consumed with themselves. Well, yeah, if there's nobody, I, well, there's just nobody, talking bigger, to most, nobody bigger or greater than themselves. Yeah, just talking or hearing most of them talk, um, you know, about what's going on in their lives. They're just entirely consumed with themselves. They don't really think about the outside a whole lot. The outside world. Yeah. Well, and you got to project your image 
out to the world via social media, you have to present. So you're, you're crafting your image. Did you guys hear the uh, hear uh, Matt Walsh yesterday? His cancellation. No, I did not. And somebody developed this AI um, rapping. Yeah, a rapper. Yeah. And that it's all it's there's not even a person. The voice is um, and they it generates its own like rap songs. But it got. Yeah, it got a contract. It was given a record contract. It got signed. Yeah. But several. But then it got canceled. <laughs> it got canceled several weeks into it because it dropped the N word. Because using AI and looking at current rap songs and what was popular, it created a rap song. Right. That used the N-word, and it got canceled. So when are they going to cancel all the actual rappers who use the N-word? Well, here's the thing. It wasn't necessarily canceled because it used the N-word. It was canceled because it was appropriating black. Because it's not... Uh, it would... I think something to do with appropriating black culture or, you know, it was because it's exaggerating it's not it. bla- only black people. Yeah, it's taking, exa- it's only black people that can culture do that. Exaggerating. But, but I thought Walsh made a great point that it's rap like music is them. not true black culture either. They're also exaggerating it. So I mean, that's where I, it's I was, not white. I know that. But if anything, it's Asian. No, you're saying. The voice, the computer. <laughs> the, illust- the illustration, though, would be um, drag queens, they exaggerate, you know, all these particulars about femininity. with dra- Yeah, women don't women dress like Women don't like dress that. like drag queens. And act like that. Right. No. So they, they, they also, take- most of them don't have five o'clock shadow. <laughs> yeah, we'll leave it at that. I uh, said most, not all. Well, that's all. That's not the only thing that they have that most women don't. Oh, <laughs> um, I thought did, you saw the study where uh, the, all the um, the libs, the the lib kids wouldn't room lib kids. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Lib kids. <laughs> they would, oh, wouldn't they, wouldn't they, they were asked if they would share a, a college dorm yeah, room yeah, with? Yeah, yeah. And I, and but the Republicans at a much higher percentage said, yeah, they would share their rooms with with a liberal. That because it's pretty much impossible to go to college and not share a room with a Biden supporter. Well, I'm sorry. That's not the reason why. The reason why is because yeah, you could absolutely torch every argument they gave you. And like we talked about a couple of weeks ago, uh, most of their responses, their arguments are to call you names. And then when they get mad no. enough to run away or assault you. That's not the reason why. The reason why a Biden supporters were asked and they said they would not share a room with a Republican or a Trump supporter is because they think that those people are evil and they would hate them and they can't get along and whatever. However, the reason that a Trump supporter or a Republican, I don't know if they framed it as a Republican or Democrat or Trump or Biden, supporter said they would share a room with someone who voted for Biden, They that's okay, is because they know that there's far more to, like, we can coexist and it doesn't matter. So it's the, uh, it's the Bongino. That's gotta be, that's the reason yeah, why. It's, it's the Bongino, um, Good people ba- yeah, with bad ideas. We, yeah, we exactly. see them. They're good people with bad ideas. Or, I mean, not people aren't good, they're but just, you know what I mean. Just, they are people, they're just people yeah, with bad people ideas. people with bad ideas, and they see us as bad people with ideas. Right. Yeah. See, I, I'm i not near as uh, congenial, though, as the uh, right-wing students in that survey because I'm like, I would not room with one of these people because when I went to sleep, they'd steal what I had. 
They might slip I was going to say stab me. They might slip oh, yeah, my th- okay. they might slip my throat and they and they may want to and they probably want to do what was offered to mom at the Uranus fudge factory several weeks ago. That's not accurate. You know that you're do you, see, completely... do you see the freaks on well, TikTok? Okay, the, the thing is... Okay, yes, but that is not the majority of people. Yes, but when you get into... That's here's completely here's the reason unfair. Why, here's the reason why you I couldn't don't... live with them. Because they're, when they start to lose arguments, they do resort to name-calling or something else or what-ifs, and you cannot live in the same room as that person, unless you just choose not to speak to them. Yes. Because yes, they will I lived my entire freshman year with hardly ever. We coexisted wonderfully. No issues whatsoever. You also and weren't we nearly as, you also weren't nearly as politically active in your thinking as you are now. I don't I think you can handle it. I have a friend from college who was still friends, who I'm going to see next month and have dinner with, who I know we do not see near to eye to eye on anything political and it's she's but it's so dear to me and it's I because don't care. you're already friends uh, okay. even even over the just the last five years i think things have become so much more polarized that's, that that's it's, accurate that it's more difficult and, and it really is because your friendship already exists and it formed in a time when things weren't nearly as aggressive well in its polarization there's another aspect to that too where you went to college it was very small and all of the students are highly intelligent. That, 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 so you know, at least they're not. I do know these people. Like they're not wacko, th- right? Like not, they're still reasonable people not, with critical thinking right, skills. Right. Exactly. Now, they might not come to the same conclusions as me, but they're a Bill Maher liberal, not an I AOC liberal. Fair. There's a big difference between the, the liberals who are attending Rose Holman as you know, kids who are scoring well above the median, the mean or median or whatever, you know, on their their ACT and SATs and stuff to get into that school than there are who kids who are going out here to, you know, Southwest There's Eastern University. There's also a large University. portion of them that are just so socially unaware of anything that it does not matter. Yeah. <laughs> they just have zero skills. I, See, I'll, it, I'll never forget that kid that got, that graduated with five degrees walking down the aisle, looking like a zombie, just completely <laughs> in a different universe. One other thing I want to say is we're just talking about, Democrat, Republican, liberal, conservative. So we're kind of putting a black and white picture on it. There's a there is a vast difference on the spectrum of liberalism. There is a vast difference on the spectrum of conservatism. I also wouldn't want to room with a yeehaw MAGA all the way Trump, no no matter what. And I can't tell you why conservative either. So I, I could see myself being able to room with that with a Bill Maher type of reasonable liberal, a Joe Rogan kind of reasonable liberal. And I would hope, and I would hope that as long as you don't light up in our room. Yes. Not that kind of Joe Rogan. (laughs) Um, But so there's, there's a huge difference. So you can't just tell me, would you be willing to, to room with a liberal, with a a Democrat roommate? I don't know. Is it, I mean, is it, yeah. Is it a, is it a, a, a tranny, minor right. attracted that's why person? i said that wasn't fair for dad to say that he he basically said no because he he put one of those people into the yeah, room. i don't exactly. want to live with the 10 percent fringe but i also you're right you, Cade. you're exactly right to do i would probably rather be around somebody who's slightly liberal in their thinking than somebody who is a conservative 
who conflates um, patriotism with Christianity. That really bothers me. And there's a lot of that. And, you know, um, there's a lot of that in conservatism. So I just think putting a I just put I think putting for once, I think putting a binary choice is not necessarily it, it can't hardly be accurate well, it's not, it's always, not specific yes. enough it's way binaries too general. aren't always true yes <laughs> it's just way too <laughs> general always applicable yeah i i'm i'm non-binary in my now, choice asked, of roommates yeah they then asked <laughs> uh if you would date someone and the answer no pretty much and that i get no i would not because that's far more important than a roommate situation because uh as although some people like to just uh, say if you're romantically involved or you're just roommates, some people if you tick might conflate the two, but they're not. In, they're very in, different. In modern day, right now, if you tick, if you put a mark next to the Democrat candidate, there's no way I would date that person. But we're we're gonna be far apart on I'm some way value more that's strict. not gonna work. Yeah, yeah, I am way more <laughs> stringent when it comes to that. You tick a single Democrat name. I'm out. You don't get it. Because um, you have separate lives when you're roommates and uh, your values don't have to all, you don't have to agree on everything. But if you're going to spend the rest of your life with someone and have one be one, then yes, it's much more important to have things line up. They either Did need you? to be, they either need to be, uh, you guys need to think alike or else the other one just needs to be like completely submissive. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's not I'm kidding. Good. I'm That's kidding. <laughs> Also not healthy. Um, so speaking of rooming college, you know, question, questions, and there was another story I heard that was a university that had a housing, people of color housing Separately. something, and you could not have, um, and th there were rules for this, the POC housing, I don't know, whatever they called it, if it was a residence hall or something, and basically the rules included that you couldn't bring a white person into the common areas uh, and you had to, and if you were going to bring a white person into the housing, you had, there was some, like, you put it in, like, the group chat and ask if everyone's okay with it. They have um, their own drinking fountains. Can you imagine if someone's like, oh, we have a white housing and you can't bring a person of color in here? Oh, oh my, come on. Next thing you know, they'll have their own schools. <laughs> they do. That's a, that's a Seinfeld line. Yeah. Oh, for the anti-dentite. Yeah. Anti-dentite. Yeah. yeah. But the people of color do. Have you ever heard of a HBCU? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When are they gonna? Well, I, I guess there's there's certain things that us crackers just can't discuss. We're not allowed. Honky. I prefer honky. I like cracker. Oh, honky sounds better. I was thinking about just getting a plain white T-shirt just with one word on it, just says cracker. Or just a picture of a cracker. <laughs> Some saltines. <laughs> oh, oh, I think I see that that was um, UC Berkeley. So it's not really um, shocked. Yeah. Yeah, I, I heard that. It's just, I, I don't, how how do the people not see this as going backwards? This is what we were fought with. This is all my life. Now, I was born and just, at the you know, we were coming out of kind of the whole Jim Crow South stuff. Uh, you know, those... You know, Martin Luther King was marching when I was a little kid. Selma and all that was happening when I was really a little kid. So we were coming out of that. We we moved all those years, all the way up to basically like 2008, progressing and progressing and progressing. And every the whole country was in agreement that we wanted to leave all that behind us. 
and we and we we had made major strides in doing that and now we're just going back and embracing it how how is that not obvious yeah it should i i liked the um the example dan bongino's whole show today was going over the the tons and tons of examples i've heard already before of uh biden being racist oh it's yeah it's, it's wild it's um there's the um uh poor kids are just as smart and just as capable as white, white kids. kids yeah whoa and then there was the if you if you don't know if you're gonna vote for me or vote for trump then you ain't black or uh uh you can't own or what is it you can't go to a 7-eleven unless you have a slight indian accent i'm not kidding the one that gives it away, like I heard Michael Knowles making the case that he didn't think that Biden was really a racist. He's just an idiot. Um, but I disagree with that. When you make the statement that Barack Obama is the first articulate, you know, clean and articulate black man, That's that is racism. That is racism. There, You cannot say that without being a racist in your thinking, in your heart. Yeah, we, we've moved away from the soft bigotry of low expectations. It's it's pretty steadfast bigotry. They, yeah. I mean, he just thinks it's he has a white savior complex at the very least. He thinks they're lesser to the point that he has to Ooh, take yeah. care of them. Well, the whole I mean, he even he even even in the loan forgiveness stuff he insinuates that it's you know yeah he did black people they don't own businesses they don't know how to hire accountants i mean that was the whole thing with um voter id is is that well minorities don't have ids how i mean how insulting is that that they can't go out and get a government issued id or they've insinuated in the past that they don't know how to use computers are you kidding me joe biden that's racism Joe Biden's entire political career, the African-American community has been uh, a tool for his party. So that well, is how probably he not in Delaware. Yeah, but not, that's how not he views them. But that's as a Democrat. That's how he views them. They give them a seat at the table if they deliver the votes. And that's just the agreement that's always been all of Joe Biden's political career. And it's the same thing they're doing with the illegal immigration and the open border. It's it's. They're just trying to build it's, that population that they've always seen. Yeah, it's interesting now, as, though, that even even uh, Democrats are, the majority of them are saying they see th- what's going on at the border as an invasion. That was a recent survey that came out. I mean, the the country as a whole does, but even the Dem- even Democrats uh, as as a majority see it, it as an invasion. I think it's kind of I, I I don't know if I'd say invasion as much as it's a Democrat scheme kind of like ballot harvesting except they're harvesting financially dependent voters that's what it is financially dependent voter harvesting you see that new york now is screaming about how much it's going to cost them to house this drop in a bucket of illegal aliens that have come to their city and then think about what the border states are dealing with yeah arizona and texas are just laughing hysterically at that Um, so did you guys hear that YouTube reversed its policy on commenting on masking and 
COVID. That you can say whatever you want now? Yeah. So I heard somebody Wait. yesterday, I think it was Knowles yesterday, just one they, they, you can say whatever now. You can say that masks are BS and they don't work and blah, blah, and you won't be kicked off. Where he had been kicked off several times for a few things he'd said. So he just went, he just, if you can imagine him ranting, he's, he ran it as much as you can imagine Michael Knowles ranting, and, you know, just saying all kinds of things that would have gotten him kicked off before. Because apparently they've turned, they've, they've turned this around. And their, their thought, they're saying, they stated basically that, you know, we've, things have changed. We've learned more. That's so frustrating when I hear that. And Fauci's doing the same thing. No, nothing has changed. All that means the fact that you're now changing your policy because it, you realize that it, all this masking nonsense for the, wasn't, wasn't correct is all it means is you were wrong. You were wrong. You were wrong for what you were doing. You were wrong for the position you held. You were wrong for, for uh, not allowing people to speak. You were wrong. And then you have Dr. Fauci. I heard him um, in speaking here recently saying um, that through the process of COVID, they were um, finding things out that they didn't understand. They were getting new understanding of how this worked and what went on and all that kind of stuff. Once again, what that means is you were wrong. You did not know what you were talking about. So he said, we weren't flip-flopping. We weren't, um, you know, being hypocrites. We were just learning new things as we went along, which means you didn't know before. So if that's the case, folks, don't ever let them mandate anything to you ever again because they just admitted we didn't know. They should have had no right to mandate to us when they tell us, well, we didn't flip-flop, we just didn't know, we learned more as things went. Yes, that's exactly why you can't mandate behavior to every single American, because you don't know. It's the same thing as saying that you looked at the data and came to the wrong conclusion. We looked at that data and we came to the correct conclusion. You know, the thing basically, is... Basically from the very beginning. And, yes. and like you've been saying this whole time, we were right and they were wrong about everything and they can't they can't say it instead the science has changed that's what's so stunning i my position and my understanding of all of this has not changed since about three weeks into covid i've not changed they're, they're the ones that have changed all these policies and all these things that they you know they didn't understand well everything that i thought about it was the same and it was really pretty easy you know why because it's a virus and viruses do very specific things i said early on you can mask up you can do all these things and when it's all said and done and we all take our mask off and go walk out our doors it's going to pick up right where it left off because it's a virus and it's going to virus because that's what viruses do and Johns hopkins back in the summer what may or june or something they took all these studies and all this data and they compiled it all together, all the metadata to, to, to decide what had really gone on. And they said exactly the same thing, that all this stuff didn't do anything. We all ended up right where we we're going to end up anyways. It didn't make any difference because it's a virus and that's what viruses do. And Johns Hopkins has a pretty good reputation on this kind of stuff. I like I saw people on Twitter saying, um, you know, there were basically two camps that you could have landed in. And we picked one side and you picked the other. And there's no way we could have known who was going to be right. What? I knew no, I was right. No, we knew we were going to be right. Why would we have said it? <laughs> we didn't just... It, we. You're insinuating that we flipped a coin and decided which camp to be in. No. You, back then, 
your side would have swore up and down that you were right. And we swore we were right. And only one of us was right. It wasn't, oh, we couldn't have known who was going to be right. What are you, that, it just, I, I can still barely wrap my head around the reasoning of that. Because it really is, um, you might as well have flipped a coin to decide which opinion to have. I don't want to move too far away from Fauci, though to talk about Fauci announcing that he wants to retire in December because he thinks he's going to get away from the the new house, I guess. Um, but Rand Paul said, I mean, he tweeted out almost immediately when he heard Fauci was leaving in December. Um, just because he retires isn't going to keep him from getting called back. If I was Fauci, I'd be moving my money offshore and I'd be moving to a country with a non-extradition. With no extradition. Exactly. Oh, yeah, 100%. Because we should be... He's trying to get out of Nuremberg too. Um, which, by the way, I have I had an idea. We one hundred percent should do the Nuremberg trials. We should do what Steve Dace wants and do Nuremberg style um, punishments, which yes is executions. But we should use the electric chair. That way, we can call it Nuremberg two electric chair boogaloo. I thought you were going to go with some kind of green. Because it's electric. No. Nuremberg 2, electric boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> well, I really hope that with if the narrative around COVID and vaccines and masking is changing, that it actually uh, it actually seems sees some realizations and that like you can travel more places, like worldwide too, that the vaccines now, though, I mean, there there are young men dying almost every day. You're hearing. Well, don't a you know that of, a study came out that napping contributes yes. to uh, heart disease? Yes. So they, they just took too many naps. Um, That's all it is. No, the, literally, uh, I I know the, I, the, I heard it. I saw on a serious note: 16, 18, yeah. 19 year old guys, you are out doing something and dropping dead almost on a daily basis. I saw a, a professional, like a professional biker, um, 37 years old, just died in his sleep from heart failure. He rides a bike professionally. I would say that he has a fairly strong heart. Yeah, yeah it's sad. It's sad. I mean, I, I would be so outraged if, you know, my healthy 17-year-old son um, took this vaccine and... To go to college. Just, right. Because they he, made him. Right. Yeah, that was one of them. Because he was an athlete and he wanted to play right. on the team and that was required. Right. One of them was the younger brother of a professional athlete or something, I heard. Um, or at least a well-known celebrity or something. I, I've seen a ton. There, there's been so many European soccer players who have just dropped dead on the field from heart failure. Um, and it's happened. There have been cases before, but it's five times the amount. Um, oh, at least. I saw that the... Uh, the leading cause of death in the world. Did you see where it went from like car or, or in the U S it went from car accidents to like unknown, the unknown category skyrocketed in deaths. Well, that's what they've, they've, they've got a whole new fair, name heart, for if it. They, if they increase it in a heart failure, heart failure has, has been even before this was one of the leading, but causes. it happened in a year. Yeah. It happened but in it, one year. They've actually started calling it something though. They've a term they've not, was it, They've not used before, like sudden unexplained death or something like that. 
Yeah, and it's an actual new category yeah. categorization yes. for deaths, and it has moved up the charts like over car accidents, which was the leading cause of death. You mean and, like and no, no? It's the leading cause of death in young people was car accidents. Yeah. Yes, and now that's what it is because if makes you more did, sense. yeah, yes. it's the leading it, uh, under a certain age. It was car accidents, and now it's like unexplained sudden death. <laughs> you mean vaccine adverse reaction? Basically, yes, but they will yeah, never. I know put that's that what down. no, I know that's what they're calling it. But now they're starting to badmouth the vaccines and saying Trump forced well, them to Trump rush it through. That, yeah, yeah, I know. And they have to, to be fair, and to be fair, they're, they're not finally wrong telling on that. the truth. I'm, they're not yeah. wrong. This, I, I got a problem with yeah. Trump on COVID. That's for sure. I have a problem right. with Trump fact, on one thing and one thing only because I actually thought about this in depth today. I don't have a problem with him. Uh, removing red tape and getting rid of all the hoops that they have to jump through in the pharmaceutical industry to develop the it. one and only yeah. mistake he made was telling them that they were legally protected that was it yeah because you know at that the, point i can i can put out whatever i want you know they basically I can inject you with literal poison to get it right, right okay he but was so the, desperate to get an answer and get this to behind, try to get it behind him they held i mean I, they held him hostage. i understand but then you cut the red tape and that's it. You cut different trials and stuff they have to do, but you do not tell them that they're legally exempt because that's when they have free reign to I, do whatever they want. Who cares what we yeah. who cares who we kill? I don't say that they, in they support can't of sue Trump. I, I say no, that I in, in I mean, they're they're evil. Yes, but it was it was his one and only mistake in all of that. You cannot make them unable to sue. But though we can say they're finally telling the truth, the issue is not the fact that they're saying it now. The issue is that they're just saying it now because they feel like they have to. Now that people are becoming finally owning up to the fact that it's not a good thing, they're being forced to change their tone yeah. and message going into the next. Like, oh, it wasn't. It's not Biden. It's now it's Trump's thing, st- and now we hate it. Everything. Everything they say, everything's Trump's fault. Every everything they say, every argument they make is always what's most convenient. Sometimes it happens to be the truth. Sometimes that's the truth. Yeah. The, Even a broken clock's right twice a day. They're still saying though. Yes. They're still saying for like kids to get vaccinated, even you know down to what is it like six months or something now. I mean that, that's still the that's still our policy. That's still our position. Where Australia is now saying, hey, we're not vaccinating our kids. Australia. This is where they were putting people in re-education camps. All right. This is anecdotal. So no scientific evidence, but we have a baby here at uh, the preschool who her mom got the COVID vaccine while the baby was in utero. This baby has ever since she was here as a newborn and the entire time has just had unexplained things like a lot of skin rash issues just come up randomly and she'll have to uh, be, well, you know, they'll have to contact the mom. They'll have to take her home. Can't have her here because we don't know what's going on. And sometimes you take her to the doctor like we don't know what's going on or mom just waits it out, lets it go away, brings her back, comes back again, hasn't, I don't think, tested for allergies, stuff like that. Well, then I came to find out that this baby now is going to get the COVID vaccine. And I am terrified for terrified. I used to say that it really depended on your personal situation. If you were in a situation where you were more... um, you know, immunocompromised for COVID, you know, then I understand you getting it. Not anymore. Don't get it. Don't. There's no, there's no reason, reason to, to get it. It doesn't do anything for you. Stop getting it. Joe if you Biden had it just already, tested positive don't get again a booster. today. 
Joe? No, no Jill. 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 Again. Yeah. Okay, I thought you said Joe. Um, yeah. just yeah, uh, I've that opinion has changed. Um, obviously you get to do what you want, uh, but I don't think there's a scenario in which you should take it anymore. Ever. No. I, I don't know. I don't know why it's not even. Which just is why I'm pulled. saying I really hope that the as they start to tell the truth about it, that things change worldwide, universally. Because I got a potential opportunity to uh, go overseas somewhere where a missions partner of ours works, and I would love to be able to do that. The hoops that you'd have to jump through if you're not back. Are you not going to say where that is for some reason? Uh, no, I'm not going to. Can not you tell now. us after? Sure. I'm just curious. I don't know much about this subject at all, but I keep hearing about it from a few p- folks in the discussion of the climate and, and, and energy and green energy and all this kind of stuff. Um, I, I keep having ideas in my mind of what kind of a commercial I would run if I was going to run for president. <laughs> and what it, part of it would be is like, we're not, this is in the United States of America, for heaven's sakes. We can't depend on whether or not we can manufacture and deliver goods and services based on whether the wind blows and the sun shines. What the heck are we doing? Let's go get energy, nuclear energy. I always, uh, I understand where people have had a concern. If it goes bad, it's really bad. But at the same time, obviously technology has advanced a long way since, you know, Chernobyl. And in the United States, we talked three mile Island, but the thing about three mile Island, there was never, the system worked. Yeah, there was no leak. Right. So that was back even in the 80s. But I was thinking about this. People don't realize this. And I, and I, I wrote a wrong number down here in a year. We have currently 83 naval vessels running nuclear reactors on them. And we have since 1954 when the Nautilus launched as the first nuclear vessel. Yeah. And, we, and we've not had issues with nuclear. I've, I've been on this train for a long time. Nuclear energy, and there's a lot of people who are on. If, if you do it right, it is, it is safe. And it is incredibly clean by environmental people who want to do, like, the if, way you dispose of it, whatever. It's renew, virtually renewable. Uh, it's technically not limitless, but it's, it's yeah, it's such a better option. Yeah. Cassidy has to probably not talk about this or we're going to have to submit it for review before we publish it. No, that's fine. Do you know too much? I didn't work with subs. Oh. Uh, yeah. Never mind. Never mind. Well, carriers are (laughs) nuke. All the carriers now are nukes too. Um, yeah. The one project I probably can't talk about, you, actually. You have like yeah, there's, there's, like okay. 72, there's like 72 <laughs> nuclear submarines and 11 nuclear-powered uh, carriers currently in service. But my point, the only reason I bring it up is just to put it in people's minds that we have scores of nuclear reactors running around, activate, uh, running, and they've been, we've been doing it since 1954. There, I mean, there's quite a bit still active nuclear power plants in the United States. It's not a ton, but... They operate every single day, and they have for decades, and you don't notice it because, right? And what is it? They, it, it, they have it down now. What is it they produce that can then be burned? Is it CO two or something? I mean, what? 
I don't know. There's something about pretty, it, like it, it in their downtime where they can be used to produce some kind of gas that then also is a, like super clean that can be burned. As far as I know, there I thought the the reaction well, just caused. Yeah, okay. I thought the reaction just caused caused heat, and the heat was harv- or harnessed for energy. And that it's probably like hydrogen gas. Hi, it's hydrogen. Yeah, it produces hydrogen. Okay. I was gonna yeah, say yeah, yeah, a nuclear whatever. reaction is probably yeah. yeah. Produces hydrogen, and to, and you could like go and run a vehicle off of it. Yes, and it's, you and can. it's clean. Yes, you can. In fact, they have tried to make engines that basically somehow take water and right. separate hydrogen the, out and run out. Those people keep mysteriously dying, though. The the <laughs> problem isn't the running it, making it run on hydrogen. It's man get manufacturing enough hydrogen. This is where they say the nuclear yeah. power plant would come into play. Because you'd be able to manufacture hydrogen in addition to the nuclear power that you're at generating. a useful level. Yeah. yeah, you've heard those stories about people who have developed yeah. cars that run on water and they're all dead. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. And a fiberglass engine. A fiberglass engine, man. That's that's uh, a I've not that's heard a that that's a '70s show thing when they're sitting oh. in the basement getting high. It's one of Hyde's okay. one of Hyde's conspiracy theories. That have you you know the guy that plays Hyde? Yeah, have you heard a about? Bag. He's had even more problems lately. He's been accused of rape, I know, and he's yeah. He's also a Scientologist. Also, yeah. speaking of Scientology, the Tom Cruise, the new Top Gun movie, is available now to buy it out of theaters. It's a great movie. Is it? Took me a second there with the Scientology connection. He's like the most famous Scientologist, isn't he? Yeah. Well, oh, John, yeah. him and John Travolta. No, Lee, Lee Romini is the most famous well, ex-Scientologist. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> there, there is no way that John Travolta is the more famous Scientologist than Tom Cruise. No, he's not more Cruise. famous than Tom Cruise. Did you guys, um, they keep, they, they, they're giving more, they're sending some more money over to Afghanistan. Have you been hearing some of the... To Afghanistan or Ukraine? Ukraine, I mean. I'm sorry. Okay, because I was we're like, we're sending, sending them, yeah, yeah, we're sending the Taliban yeah. more money. No. We send them money already. The Ukraine. We I have mean. like a direct. We have like a direct deposit <laughs> going to Afghanistan. But they they're putting out numbers now where they're saying like, yes, we've given like a total of ten billion dollars or whatever or some ridiculous. It's like try Is like a hundred billion. Yeah, yeah we gave you did forty billion, billion the end of May at one time. What do you Meanwhile, the soldiers are saying that they're not seeing anything. I heard the guy, we're not right. the guy's car that broke down. He's got to fix it himself. It got he's shut up. It, it got war. shot up, and like, his we turbo don't have guns. went out. We don't have. Yeah, and his his commander told him he had to fix it himself at his yeah. own expense. Yeah. Fix but, your car at your own expense. Get back into the fight. And he said, he said, we have two AKs between five of us, and they keep jamming because of all the dirt and dust. Oh, by the way, I don't want to hear it. From the AK fanboys anymore about oh the AK is the most reliable gun ever because there's been some horror stories about AKs in Ukraine not working right. <laughs> well, the bottom line I think on any gun working is the tighter the tolerances, the better it works. No, right? the whole no the whole the whole concept of the AK-47 is that it is kind of a hodgepodge inside there. And it actually is more reliable in its firing mechanism because it's more loose fitting together inside there. The action itself 
maybe not you know not necessarily the chamber but the actual action it's it's not very tight tolerances and that's why you can get all kinds of most of the time like mud and stuff in there and it's still gonna fire the tighter tolerances the more it's gonna get jammed up by particulates because there's not as much room for that stuff like, to move around well i know that but, but it's not going to be as accurate you don't get as much don't if, if you have tighter tolerances, you don't get the particulates in there. You don't get mud in there where there's no room. You do when you drop your rifle into a puddle of mud. It's going to happen. Well, the reason they clank is because of their, they're not tight tolerances. I look back at, um, I look back, Mom and I went to that World War Museum in Indianapolis and look at some of these weapons that they were mass producing in World War II and stuff and they were stamping out parts for guns as opposed to milling them. It's just crazy. Yeah, to that's think how that they, they still guns. make a lot of AKs. Yeah. Is stamping them. Yeah, that's crazy to think of in today's world. So what's the what's the funny story? How long we've been going? Yeah, we've been going. There's a funny story. 50. Uh, I don't have a funny story, but in my sports. I have happy news for me. Well, so the update, Aaron Judge is now at 48 home runs, still on pace for 63. Albert Pujols at 693 home runs. He's on a tear. So I really would like to see him get to 700. be cool. Or at least pass A-Rod. But the Angels just came out this week and said they are going to explore options in possibly selling the team. Hallelujah. Artie Moreno, I mean, as a person, he gets demonized because he's conservative. So for that, I, you know, I like him as a person. But new ownership, please. And stay out of baseball stuff. So new ownership, but not moving, not moving the team. Well, that would then maybe come up. Or renaming. I would love to see them rename and not be the Los Angeles Angels, but go back to California Angels or something. But I suppose um, relocating could then be on the table. I thought maybe you were happy because they were going to relocate to Reno. Oh, well, I would advise against that if I were them, but. <laughs> it's the biggest little city. Hey, did you guys uh, hear um, what Dana White say that he had a deal? He had a deal set up for Tom Brady and Rob Gon- Gronkowski to go the to the Raiders, but Gruden pulled it. At the last minute. And it was basically confirmed by... Gronk confirmed it. And that's crazy. Apparently, Brady said he had started to look for property there. He thought it was going to happen. Gruden yeah. is... I, I remember a time where I thought John Gruden was a genius. Man, he sounds like such an idiot. He's made, <laughs> he made so many that next year, stupid mistakes. That was the year Yeah, the next year they, they, won they won in Tampa the Super Bay. Bowl. The Bucks won the Super yeah. Bowl. Yeah. Nah, I don't want Tom Brady and Gronk. What do you... What? Why would I want them? Uh, yeah, they, that, yeah, I heard that the other day with uh, Dana White on a... On a if on I was a, a Raiders on a, fan. On a Gronk cast. Yeah, I'd be so mad. That, so I didn't know Gronkowski Gronk had a cast. podcast, but they, he calls the Gronk cast. Okay, him on commercials... Drives me insane. He's it's it's so obviously played him doing the stupid thing on the like the USA insurance and on the subway commercials, and it's such a character and it it's annoying. I'm like, no. yeah. I was. I find it annoying. The most annoyed I was. 
I was so annoyed at seeing DeSantis doing this stupid Maverick Top Gun commercial. Have you I didn't seen see it? That. Wrong. I like it. I, it's horrible. I like the stuff he says in it's it. Ho- well, what he says is fine, but you do not need. He does not need to put on a character. He is the real deal. We don't need any Hollywood with him. You don't need that. That's why people like him. He well, is he the real the deal. He was in the, he he was a lawyer. He's a jag in the navy. Oh. Um. I I, I just like don't think he, he, he doesn't need about, it. Yeah, I like. He what could he had have said the though, exact about, same thing without about, without the whole putting on a character. I think he is real, true. and you he he you and you just want to keep him that way. I just thought I thought it was horrible. But, I like him. I like yeah, I like him too. Fun sometimes it doesn't have well, to he, always be. <laughs> it doesn't have to always be super serious. Remember his original campaign video when he was behind Trump and he had his little son and he's like build and and then we build the wall and he's like building a wall out of Legos. Do you remember that? No. I thought it was a stupid commercial. That one was way dumber than the Top Gun one and that one got him elected. The one I like uh, though is this this wasn't a commercial. This was this is what you just need DeSantis to be. He asked the other day is that some press just con- actual like, clips of Yeah, him. when are you going to throw that little El Fauci out over the Potomac? He called him. He called Fauci. He Did called he Fauci that? an elf. Yes. Yeah. He said, "Like, when are you gonna call? When are you gonna throw that Dr. Fauci, that little elf, over the Potomac or something like that?" Did Did Santa kick him out of the North Pole? He wanted to be a dentist. <laughs> Herbie. That's who he reminds me of. Herbie. Herbie was working on all the dolls' teeth, and Fauci was. Cutting out their vocal cords and uh, putting sand fleas oh, all dogs. over them or whatever. Yeah. What, what they do to those beagles? Injecting poison into them. Yeah, that'd be a, that'd be a <laughs> new new thing they're making in Santa's workshop: beagles with their heads in cages and fleas. Can you uh, can you get Fauci into my office here? L- listen, we're gonna have to let you go. It's not working <laughs> out. You're killing all the dolls. Oh, you're Santa? Yeah. Fauci go. Did you hear this? That Justin Trudeau, he's, they are building this, this minister, this climate ministry. It has interrogation rooms and an armory in it. Yeah, I did hear that. They're calling it the line. I have a link there to it, to an article on it. So that's crazy. I had a horrible thought today, and this is a horrible thing. Tomorrow. Good for an ending. Tomorrow, starting tomorrow, Callie will either, she's four years old, will either be in school or work the rest of her life, starting at four years old until she retires. Isn't that a horrible thought? I don't know if that's necessarily true. She may be out of school at some point. I don't know. For the most depends. part, people depends on where we're at. We also, start she, and we go to school okay. and work. Okay, but what about okay? But there is a good there's a good thing to work. There's yeah. Also, though, well, I might have to pull her out of school to like join the insurgency or something, and I'll, I'll put a little rifle in her hands because we'll have to but be fighting. You understand his point though about life, though. Yes, but there is a good and fulfilling. And 
uh, you know, part of work. Yeah, what we else are you designed. supposed to do? We were designed at some, even before sin entered the world, there was work. They did have to tend to the animals and garden. I'm not disagreeing with you, but there's a big difference. I mean, a lot of we, yes, we, yeah, you work at a lot of things that you'd rather not work at. It's not like right if it were, yeah, it's, yeah. If this it's not were, like if we, this, all get, yeah. we all get to do what we want to do as, a, as our job yes. all the time. But if this were back, fur, you know, further back, then by oh. this age, she for a year, She's she would working. have already been uh, collecting the eggs out of the chicken coop every morning or like milking a cow or something. So, I mean, oh, this I, is I think about how I think she's had it pretty good for four years. I think about how we complain about, you know, how hard it is in this life. When I think about how my my grandparents and certainly my great grandparents, they literally work from sun up to sundown or before sun up just to live another day. To take care of all the tasks that were needed, the physical, you know, to to provide what they would need to continue to sustain their lives. I mean, that's we don't have anything like good grief. We we shut down the world for how long, and and things Jeez. went on. And what the heck are we on this podcast complaining all the time for? And this is the end of Bevington <laughs> banter. This is <laughs> final episode. Signing uh, off. Final episode. <laughs> signing off. We have nothing more to complain about. <laughs> We've got it pretty good. Just kidding. I have a constant stream of things to complain about, and you will hear more of it next week. Hey, should we at all announce a live, the potential for a yeah, for a live so show? So that if you, you can travel to Ohio yeah. City, all you Ohio, Nevada, California from people. You are. Come to Ohio City to see our live show. Well, I would just say we're Q&A. we're going to we're going to do it in a public setting on the September fourteenth. Our our hope is to do uh, do this podcast in a public setting and interact with some some folks. You have a microphone for them to ask some questions. If you can't get there, email your question to Bevington Banter at protonmail.com. and we'll have our producer read them. Which is me.